everybody, welcome to this Day Real Agile special episode. Let's see if we are everywhere. We're going to start very soon. We're all live on LinkedIn, so welcome LinkedIn people. There's a lot of people today happening right now. Perfect. Music in the background is Kate Bush, by the way. Cloud busting for honoring women. And um, that's why I choose it because I have an amazing woman that's going to talk with us today. And we're live everywhere, so welcome everybody, and welcome to all my joggers and runners out there of the Dare Real Agile podcast, because this is the 42 episode of this amazing podcast, and I would like to be thankful for all of you who told me with your email that you are jogging with us, you are doing your workout with us, so I'm very happy. And uh, just before I'm welcoming my guests, I've been part of the 90 Day Scrum. I would like to thank uh, Sakina, uh, Bridget, and Raphael for their Bitcoin. And if you'd like to do like them to support the channel and support our initiative and anything that you we do volunteering, including the Scrum Beer, and the Scrum Beer was amazing yesterday. Uh, amazing crowd of people that came up at the Crew Collective and we talk about this game I have behind me, the Get Kanban board game. Uh, we explained the PO game and everything. The PO, it's product owner value game. So they were in very nice conversation about the new generation that take more risk than the uh, other generation that will make agile switching into more action and stuff. So welcome, everybody. Welcome, amazing and beautiful people to this. And again, um, if you'd like more information about what the Agile Launch for Business Agility and you want to become a satisfied Agile coachy or an organization or team, go to agile-launch.com and uh, become one of our satisfied clients. We have failure too, but most of the time we are winner. Because why? Like Scott Adam remind us, winners have systems and goals are for loser because the goals should be within uh, the thing. So again, um, Support the channel, especially on YouTube and Rumble. Guys, give me a glove on Rumble. Like it and share it to support the channel. Share it to anyone you'd like to spark, and especially today. We're going to talk about, and she will correct me if I'm wrong, there's a bit of personal scrum into uh, what we are going to talk together, uh, how it could enhance your own career and even on your personal life. And um, hello, Nancy. Welcome, Nancy, in the chat on YouTube. Uh, so we have people today, probably, uh, because we have an interesting woman. I won't say a woman in our job, but she'll tell us. She'll tell us. Welcome, Sabine Fab. Hi, Alexandre. How are you? Very good. Yourself? Awesome. I'm doing good. Thank you for having me in your podcast today. It's just a great way to end uh, this quarter. Yeah, and actually... It's me who I'm thankful to have you with your innovative mind, your greatness and everything. It's been about like, that's funny because you come to the 42 show and it's been two years that we met 
virtually yes. person and stuff like uh, in the middle of this crisis because you had some questions about Scrum. But let me tell you one thing, and let me tell my audience one thing that Sabine, mm -hmm. even if she's not part of this Agilist club, whatever, she knows better than a lot of Scrum master and Scrum mistress that I'm coaching. Let me tell you this. So I'm grateful about this. And oh, and not forget, we are September the 30th, right? And today in Canada, we have a special day um, about, uh, it's the first national day of truth and reconciliation. So uh, that is why I'm wearing my Oro Ocero. Oro Ocero is from the Mayan culture in Mexico. And uh, of course, this day is for Canadian First Nation. And uh, But you know me, I'm part of, I'm a, an adopted child of a Mayan community of Chabela in Yucatan. And the elder, when I was so happy to share with him that we have this national day here in Canada, he said, oh, that's nice. Uh, reconciliation, I love it. And, and, you know, the Mayan play a big role in try to assemble people from the north, the eagle nation of the north, and the Condor Nation of the South. And he asked me the questions, uh, what about the walking action of that day? Is it just for awareness and, and praising, or you have something? And I did discover very quickly that uh, the Mexican na First Nation, maybe they have it better than the Canadian nation at some, right now. I'm not talking about the history here, but right now, because they have really, uh, they're part of the Constitution of Mexico. And our fellow brothers and sisters here, are not, we have Quebec and British Columbia as a province. We have great treaty, great peace, reconciliation treaty with our First Nation people. So as you know, the Daryl Agile, we have to, to be agnostic and holistic, but I'm really happy that we have this day. And uh, I don't know if you know, Sabin, if it's the 30th of September every year or the last Friday of September, moving on. Question. So we'll, anyone, uh, if you have this information in the comment, but I'm really pleased because uh, even my mother was a Métis, so I'm, I'm, I'm very happy that we have this, uh, to have a day of reflection, a day of truthfulness uh, with those people who are there, uh, who, um, who, who suffer, who also have the power to change and the power to be happy. And this is what we are going to talk about. But first, tell us, tell us, tell my audience and, you, and myself who you are exactly, who is Seven Fab? Well, I just want to give a quick disclaimer. I'm here in my own capacity, so I don't represent my company. I'm responsible for everything I'm going to say today. But I'm going to introduce myself to your audience. My name is Sabine. I'm from Montreal, Canada. I, my parents are really originally from Haiti. Um, and what I like to do on my spare time, I like to read. And it's actually one of the reasons why I'm here today. Because a while ago, while I was reading some self-help book, I noticed two things. One thing is that um, some of the recommendation from experts in the self-help industry overlaps or resembles some of the concept that we learned from Agile. And another thing that I noticed is that some of the concept, again, that experts in the self-help industry teach can also be applied with the Scrum framework. So let me give you a concrete example. Um, one of the authors that comes back often in the research that I did, you know, in terms of I, what I did is that I researched what do people do to become high performer. And one of the authors that comes back often in my research is Andrew Erickson. 
He's known for quoting the term deliberate practice. And basically, Ender Erickson is the expert at studying what experts do to become um, high performer. So let me give you an example, and you'll see how it resembles the Scrum framework. Like yeah. um, He says that if you want to become really good at something, first you have to set a stretch goal that takes you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Then you have to find a coach who's going to help you build a practice plan. Ah. After you have to practice, of course, that's normal. And then after you have to ask for feedback immediately. And then finally, he says, take the time to reflect on your past performance and adjust. So you see how, like, how it resembles the Scrum framework? Absolutely. In a sense of the three pillar of the Scrum system, in a sense, like, yeah. Exactly. So I've been working on, you know, linking these ideas together in a practical way. And that's the reason why I came up with 90 Day Scrum. So essentially, just to uh, better illustrate this for your audience, um, I want them to imagine a Venn diagram with the mm -hmm. self-help industry on one side, the Scrum framework on the other side, or and the agile, uh, the other agile frameworks, and in the middle you have the Scrum, 90 Day Scrum. Why, why will be the 90 Day Scrum? Is 90 Day Scrum? Because I, you know, I was one of your mm -hmm. customers. I know this yeah. is one of the iteration. Is not your final way that you improve. By the way, you're correct. This is the version. most recent version. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna put the link, especially on YouTube and mm -hmm. on You have all the link and the pine comment uh, to go see the work of Sabine after the, the show. Uh, and uh, for my audio uh, podcaster, uh, on the description on the main website of the podcast and also mm -hmm. Apple and Spotify, they will have all the links for 90dayscrum.com. Zip.com? Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank Perfect. you. Anyways, I have it somewhere, but every link that you'd like to reference also, including Ericsson, everything, we could put it after the show because we are live right now, September 30th. But, Thank you, Alexandre. So, so why in the Venn diagram you will... So just explain us like... Mm -hmm. You are yourself of, of the work of Ericsson and also the Scrum system that evolved in the last 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, and now there's a, a personal, professional development into it. That's my understanding because it was that's, correct. that's, uh, that's applying in a more personal level or a career perspective or any dreams in my mind's eye that I could mm -hmm. have. And I would like to put it visually as... Uh, I don't know. So to, just tell me because it's just my perception. Maybe I'm wrong. And I have the well, last thing you know with us. So. <laughs> it's, uh, well, 90 Days Scrum is a combination of both worlds where we are mixing the wisdom uh, from the self-help industry with the practical concept and philosophy from Agile. Mm. And just to properly frame the conversation for your audience, you know, we know that uh, there's Scrum at the enterprise level, there's Scrum at the team level, And me, I'm more focused, and that's my passion. It's using Scrum at a personal level. Excellent. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm not the first one to do it. Uh, if people go online, they Google 90 Days Scrum. Uh, no, sorry. If they Google personal Scrum, yeah. they'll see a couple results. So, essentially, what I'm doing today, I'm offering my perspective of personal Scrum, which I call 90 Days Scrum. Yeah. And, and why you count it into 12 weeks? 
Okay, interesting. Uh, I was coming to that point later, but we can talk about it now. Essentially, it's because change takes time. According to, uh, let me find the information for you. According to Dr. Norcross, who's a clinical psychologist, he says that it takes about 90 days for some, someone to change. It takes about 90 days for someone to prepare for change, uh, build the habits and the behaviors that are required in order for the changes to be visible. Okay. Yeah. To be visible. And, yeah, exactly. So, um, and there's also the, a reference from Dr. Caroline Leaf, who says that it doesn't take 21 days to build a habit. It takes about 63 days up to 84 days. Uh, based on her scientific research, she found that massive change appears in the brain at day 21 and sustainable oh. change appears at day 63 or week 9. This is amazing, Seven, because, you know, before I was a Scrum Master 23 years ago, could you imagine I'm getting old? Um, I was a customer experience designer, and we were working with psychologists and industrial psychologists and everything. And all mm -hmm. the, the time frame or the time boxing, it's always amazing. You talk about it 21 days. Did you know that for, it's always like this uh, rule of mm -hmm. three by seven or even the, Fibon the famous Fibonacci sequence that some Scrum Master mm -hmm. who's listening right now, you know, it started with one and then two and then three and then five and then eight. 13, 21, 42, so on, and so on. Right. So, so there's mm -hmm. always like this kind of, um, and it's the native constants of not just our brain or adaptation mm -hmm. to it. So this is amazing because it's all, for me, I like to connect the dots. You, you like to read. And when I read something myself too, I love, I love books. Uh, I always connecting things to, to something else because it seems that we have in this human experience on earth, some constants and these number thing seems to be a constant for anything that the human personnel, that experience seems to need as a kind of, um, I don't know if we could call it guardrails of time space or something, but it seems to be always about the three by seven thing that makes like 21, 42, mm -hmm. 90 days and, and, and so on. So, and, Interesting. Uh, yeah. So anyways, that was my five cents about those uh, numbers that you, you, because it was also outside the world of Scrum, outside of like uh, people and, and people care uh, mm -hmm. department. They use it for uh, making sure that the integration of the person into a new uh, team, it's also taking form. And probably the Tuckman model, uh, you know, of uh, storming and forming. Right, yes. Probably, uh, take around another 12 weeks to make sure that I saw a lot of team, not just Scrum team, but any team that I used to coach and facilitate that it's take about a release of three to six months to make sure that they come to a performance level, as you mentioned. Ah, uh, so, okay, interesting. Yeah. So, so did, mm -hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So essentially, um, I... What I think is that this system would be very useful to help people develop a personal development plan. But before I go into the eight reasons why I people, it would be a good plan for people to use, a good system for people to use, I want to talk about why this information is important. Why should they care about this information? I'm going to give you three reasons. Number one is, according to the World Economic Forum, 
around half of the employee around the world will need reskilling by 2025. There's a PDF online. If people Google uh, reskilling re revolution, they'll be able to find more information. But essentially, the main information that I got is that technology are transforming our lives mm -hmm. and there's a growing need for specialized skills. So we have to get ready. Another interesting point that I found, and I wanted to have your opinion about this, is um, one of the reasons why digital transformation efforts has failed in some organization, it's because of the lack of internal training. Essentially, um, the lack of skills is preventing companies from implementing the right technologies. And I wanted to have your opinion about this because you have done a lot of consulting work. What do you think about that? Do you agree or you disagree with this? Those are the questions of agreeing or disagreeing with that. It's uh, me, I like to be uh, confronting by facts. What is okay. happening? What, what, what could, have, could have been done to consult, to coach? And what is the desire of, you know, we talk about change and transformation, but more and more when I see in any enterprise size, by the way, it doesn't have to be a small, medium or large, any, any size enterprise, it's mm -hmm. the, real, the, the will of doing things differently to empower people. That okay. should be the first motive. Like, you know, in business school since 1952 with Peter Drucker, mm -hmm. uh, we all know that the primary reason or the primary proposed value of any enterprise, of any services, any product, any industry should be creating its customer. Because if you don't have customer, you don't have a business. Right. No period. business. Right. It's a revenue-based thing. Unfortunately, it's profit-based thing. We are mm -hmm. still, unless I missed the memo, we are still in a capitalist kind of, of, of economic exchange system and so on. So now I don't want to get to a debate what type of capitalist mm -hmm. we are in. Is it too much financial beside things? And, and the agile movement uh, from software development in 2001 and evolved with business agility and now more conscious leadership and intuitive leadership. It's to empower people, engage people, elevate the, the people. So that's why I'm sure, and I was very interesting about this, uh, because I think the human resources that should be called human relation, or at least people care, inspire uh, mm -hmm. themselves of your kind of 90-day program. Uh, to empower the real professional development of the career. Ah, and interesting. Also. So for me, it, there's no mm -hmm. down or bottom-up transformation. It's like the Mayan teach us the in Lakesh, I am another you, let's meet in the middle. So it should be supported by the top sea level. And mm -hmm. this is where the agile community, I'm not saying out loud, it's the Darien Agile. We mm -hmm. are 95% of coach who are not paying attention of executive coaching, telling ah. the business owner in executive coaching, what is your real desire? Is it still profit, old world, or is mm -hmm. the new world of people empowerment? And, you know, you talk about 50%. The WEF is thinking that it will have to be reskilled just because of technology. But let me tell right. you another thing. I just came back from a lab in Tulum in Mexico with people mm -hmm. from all around the world, especially the emergent countries. Mm -hmm. women in that, by the way. Praise be. And they're part of this 3% of entrepreneurs that will strive in the next decade. And I just read in The Economist from London, this big magazine, they talk about Canada and they divide Canada and just the province of Quebec 
Mm-hmm. Now to 2030, it's going to be almost 2 million people. We are a province of 8 million people. I don't know the workforce. Exactly. I think they, they call that 6, 6 million people are in the workforce. Wow. And by, by the next seven years, 2 million of them will retire. And you talk about training and apprenticeship. Where is the apprenticeships? Where ah. is, do we, because this is one thing for me, I don't mm-hmm. do agile transformation. I do business transformation and I try to prepare them with the agile mindset. Yes. If they want to ah. choose. Okay. okay. They should use the agile value, the four values huh? and, and the 12 principles to make decisions, to create pattern of doing things together. And it's, it's far beyond right now, software development or product development. It's Interesting. also about the interaction of people. So why, why right now, especially in, in the North and in the West, we see mm-hmm. a lot of failure, a lot of pay, uh, people on LinkedIn screaming at us, oh, Scrum is dead, Agile is not working. It's because they are not intentional. They don't use their reason and the intuition connecting together, like the top-down, C-level support and mm-hmm. the, the need of the employee to do something differently and to listen to the customer voice. Yes, there's a disconnect. So that's my image, you know, the in-like yeah. discipline. In-like mm-hmm. care. Let's be together in that. Really together. So that's why, like, I'm very interested about your point about 50% will need to be skills. And we have also all of this massive in the North country, Northern countries and Western countries of people going to retire without passing right. the baton the generation and the new generation is a lot more entrepreneurial let me tell you that of course not all startups will finish to be a, a unicorn one billion company it's only three mm-hmm. percent that will pass the test unfortunately so there's still 97 percent of us who will be employee and i don't like this even in french uh, and spanish okay employee are we employee or we are creative people we are artisans working on something so Ah, maybe, I like that maybe. perspective. Yeah, so so that's uh, I don't know if it's answering your questions and <laughs> no, you did, of- you did. Okay. And one point, one more point that I wanted to mention is that it's a, actually a post that I came across earlier this week. It was from the CEO of LinkedIn who mentioned that these skill sets for job and this is more or less aligned with what you were just what you were saying right now is that these skill sets for jobs have changed by twenty five percent since 2015 and are supposed to double by 2027. So he said that if you, even if you're not changing job, he said that the job is changing on you. And that's interesting because um, I was listening to a video on the reskilling revolution. And at some point the host mentioned that he knew about a bank that was in the process of moving completely away from Excel into Tableau, another application yeah and also that these are tools mm-hmm. that they use but what, right. but what about the professional development uh, because uh, i see a lot like there's another uh, woman that i will be uh, uh, having a conversation with in the next uh, couple of their religious podcast she will talk to us about you, you talk about reskilling and but she will talk more about the pivoting how do we pivot? Uh, okay that's interesting well, that's, another, that's another way of approaching it because I see a lot of I'm gonna watch people that. who are jobless yes. or without a job. I don't know exactly that. And they, they create their own job, but they need to pivot. Right. There's a big right. new economy. There's a big new thing of, of, of freelancers also. Out there. Yes. 
because Absolutely. there's only there's three layers. There's the the worker who needs mm-hmm. safety and security, and he still need to, you know, that's okay. I'm not judging here, by the way. Just disclaimer: mm-hmm. I'm not judging. I'm just explaining the yeah. the three layers. Mm-hmm. And the other layers is a freelancer, for say, or even though all of those digital nomads that I know, they are freelancer. Mm-hmm. They work online with different tools, uh, Tableau, Sage. Uh, or they do uh, CX, they do great artistic work for the web or not the web. So, so they don't they don't need to be necessarily an employee of the firm. So they prefer to work on uh, on their own. But they are not right. entrepreneur because they are not building a business. They're just offering their creative or their mm-hmm. skills uh, to any organization or people out there. And the third one, of course, these are these entrepreneurs, those who really have a dream of inventing a product, offering mm-hmm. a service, show up in the world, changing the world, not the world of work, not the economy, but the world. So they are into different industry and everything. And these are the next, the 20, 35 years old right now, they are there and that kind of mindset. So for them, so I don't know. So among those three layers I described, what do you say 90 Day Scrum will help the most someone actually permanent in a job or someone who's pivoting from that nine to five to become a freelancer or how do you, or if you're going to go to your eighth reason why? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I think it's something that can help both like um, people. I mean, people who are looking for training, who wants to better themselves, uh, looking to achieve goals, 90 days Chrome is an excellent system for them. And today I'm focusing mostly on personal development, but actually what I did is that I prepared a list of different scenarios that we can cover if we have time today after yeah, um, covering eight points. Yeah. So basically what I wanted to say is that at this point here is that now it's very clear that we have a problem, that we have to train no matter what. We'll be, mm-hmm. we'll be forced to do it or we have to do it ourselves. So at this point here, people have two options. One route is more passive, the, uh, and another route is more active. The passive route is where your boss tells you you have to take a course, you just pick anything from the list just to get it over with. And the active route is where people are more intentional. They think through about what do they want to achieve in three years, five years? What's their long-term vision plan? And they take courses that are aligned with their long-term vision. So that's the idea with 90 Days Scrum, and it comes back to the question that you asked earlier. Um, 90 Days Scrum can help people prepare for the future. And there's a quote from Brian Tracy that I like. He says that your ability to think, plan, and take action will eventually put you at the top 10% of your field. Oh, So here's a bold idea. I think that 90 Day Scrum, provided that it's used with the proper guidance and with discipline, can help someone become or consistently stay in the top 10% of their field. Because what I found in my research is that people who develop expertise, they work, study, act, and think differently. You have a system basically. Okay. So that's your first reason, the system. Yes. That's, that it? Yeah. It's number one. Exactly. So I did some research 
And I found that one of the reasons why employee training is failing, it's because it's ineffective. Um, the employee training plan is not comprehensive. And there's this quote from uh, James Clear, I'm sure you're going to like it, is goals are about the results you want to achieve. Mm -hmm. Systems are about the processes that leads to those results. Beautiful. And if I may, for my sure. audience that follow me, and I'm praised to, to have those, and they know that the Dairy Agile is there to make the real McCoy. And for, for that debate, that Scrum is yes. a framework, I'd like yes. to remind you with that beautiful code that Scrum is a system that could actually help you build any framework. It's the 1,024 and more configuration from that system to achieve exactly what Sedan just said. So exactly. no more debate. Scrum is not agile and it's not a framework. It's a system. It's a system. Help you, yes. So Exactly. And I'm welcome to comment. If you, if, you, if you disagree with me, tell me why in the comment. But with that call from Sabin, you should understand more the subsension within Scrum, where it's a system you could agree with your team. And at the personal level, probably, no, let's stay on the personal level, but I had to do, to do this because it's a beautiful code. You just said about the system thing. So, so coming back to the problem statement, the typical yeah. professional development plan is not holistic. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that makes me cringe a little bit, especially in that self-help domain, is that when people talk about goal, the narrative is often, well, you know, you should set, set a SMART goal. SMART mm -hmm. is not bad. It's just that it's an acronym to help people formulate their goal. But it doesn't give people a strategy to prepare, plan, execute their goals. Because what if someone has a, what if someone has a learning goal to, to do a major career change that might require a complete transforma transformation or behavior change? I mean, SMART is not going to help, help them with that. So what I recommend is to use a system like Scrum, and I, I'm not forcing anything. People can use any other system they want, but they have to look for something that's going to help them from A to Z. And what I like, what I like about 90 Scrum, it's based on Scrum, and Scrum offers many benefits. Number one, it's holistic. So it provides a practical roadmap to help people prepare, plan, execute, and track, track and achieve their goal. It's also flexible. People can modify it to integrate their own personal preferences and their own workflow. And finally, it's constructive. It has multiple systems uh, that, when they are repeated consistently, will help the person improve incrementally, which will ultimately lead to transformation. But when you say it's repeat consistently, uh, yeah. I know it's a big thing of Scrum, but I just want to remember everyone and, and yourself that you have to repeat if it's giving you value. You're right. You're right. Absolutely. If it's not, you should stop doing this. So that's why the power of a retrospective, and this is what I like because you could, we could do a personal retrospective after yeah. our week. And so with a, with a small goal to this week, 
why is I did not achieve it on my Friday afternoon kind of retrospective. Yeah, so, and but maybe it's because my pattern of doing the thing to achieve that specific goal in a specific cycle of a week is not achieved. So, so maybe I will have a reflection on myself and not to repeat this, but to learn from it to do it otherwise. Am I correct? Because that's what I understood in your on, on that version though, yeah, of doing my my, uh, my tracker. We call it the tracker, I think, back in the day. Maybe you changed the name. But, uh, was, uh, I, yeah, I did include a point retrospective. We'll talk about it um, at the end. Okay. But good point, yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Number eight reason. Sorry, I jumped. Yeah. Okay. So, no, no, it's okay. That's good. It's good. It's a live conversation. Uh, one thing that I forgot to mention about the, the reason why I decided to do it on a 90-day cycle, like I mentioned earlier, because change takes time, but... Um, another reason why, it's a simple reason, but it's very useful. It's because it aligns very well with the fiscal year as well. Oh. Because you, what do you mean, align with the fiscal year? It's... I, well, okay. I'm going to give you an example of how I used it recently. Um, in the last fiscal year, I used the, I like to manage my life, quote unquote, in 90-day cycles. Like I'll set an objective. Um, to I'll set an objective. At the beginning of the quarter, I'll set an objective. And what I did the last fiscal year is that I wanted to get a promotion, so I was intentional. Uh, I, every, every quarter, I was like, okay, what can I do to contribute to the team? What okay. process improvement I can implement? What can I do better? And so every now, quarter... Mm, go ahead. In the context of we are an employee into a yes. great corporation, so you will align your 90 days cycle yes, within you the, got it. The, the quarter of the company, whether yes. they have a review of your performance or not, that's will right. be allowed. So, so you could achieve something that you could ask or have a conversation with your career mentor or a leader or something. Is that, you explain, you, yeah, you explained it very well. That's yeah. exactly right. Yes. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So if uh, any HR people are listening to, to Sabine right now, take notes. <laughs> Take note for your uh, career path plan or everything. I think it's uh, it's a great inspiration. So, let's yeah, let's look at point number two: vision. All right, here it is. So, Hello. <laughs> so here's another point. Interesting, uh, an interesting research that I found online is that ninety percent or more of the courses started online are never completed. Oh, and yeah. That's and right. another research states that one of the reasons why learning fails is because people are disengaged. They, they lose momentum after a while. And I think that one of the pitfalls is that people are setting goals without defining a vision first, without defining a long-term career plan. Mm-hmm. And I got some more quotes for you. You know I like quotes now. <laughs> I, I know. Guess. Yeah. And, uh, it's, 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 it's sad that I don't have the, the time to write it. Like, uh, but anyways, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll put your uh, best quote in the, in, the, in the pine common, as I said. Like, yeah, I'll share it after, with you, after, the, after the call. Um, Angela Duckworth, the author of Grit, mentioned that it's very important to figure out an overarching vision for your life. Because mm. she said that the overarching vision is your life philosophy. And it dictates 
most of your of what you're doing with your waking time. So the message that I got from here is that a vision is very important and it's to help you build that intrinsic motivation that you need to energize your effort in the long time, in the long term, I should say. So now here's a twist that I added with 90 Days Scrum. Because in the planner, um, I added a, the planner is like a workbook at the same time. Mm -hmm. So in the planner, I added a persona. And you know that, you know, the persona in the agile world is more like it's something used to, you know, profile the customer, understand their need. But the persona in the personal Scrum world is more for people to reevaluate where they are, who they are, what do they want to do, what are their strengths, what are their pain points, and where do they want to go? Because now we know from a lot of research that self-identity is closely related to goal achievement. Mm -hmm. That could be an entire uh, podcast on this, actually. <laughs> self-identity in relation to the interaction with the exterior and the environment. Ah. Yeah, I think that's why we're going to need more intuitive leadership to be connected to our true self when we make decisions. Okay. It's not just the brain. So that's, you know, anyways, that's, that's what, you know, inspiring me with describing this part of, of this. Oh, great. I, mean, I, I also, oh, no, no, it's okay. That's fine. Um, I also added a worksheet for people to complete their, Uh, vision statement and their mission mm -hmm. statement as well. Actually, uh, coach, do you want to see mine? <laughs> I know it's it's a lot of oh, oh wow, I kind okay. of I did that, but okay. uh, my problem is um, I probably will need uh, 17 of these books because I've got okay. 17 things that I would like to achieve, as you mentioned it here. It's because I have. Um, short-term goals of, uh, you know, moving out of Quebec. So I should use one of your book for that. I've got mm -hmm. a personal transformation of pivoting from the agile consultancy to something completely new. Okay. So personal transformation, but also like, and uh, yeah, yeah, um, incremental improvement. So maybe, so because this one, for mm -hmm. me, it's, it's one, two, three, four books four of your tracker oh wow i kind of yeah I, i need to refine i need to be more clear to myself because i want to do a lot of things all at once and uh you know one of the five values of scrum that you probably inspired mm -hmm. it's uh, uh have the courage to agree and in the case of personal scrum to agree with ourselves that Focus on one thing at a time. Yes, yes. There's a book called that, huh? One Thing at a Time, I think. Have you read it? Oh, yeah, The One Thing by Gary yeah, Keller. The One Thing. Or... Yeah, yeah, The One Thing. Yeah, so, It's yeah, anyway. Gary Keller, right. Yeah. So me, I'm a crazy guy who like to do uh, five things all at once. And sometimes it works, but sometimes it's, eh. Yeah, so we, we lost track, and it's a tracker, so. <laughs> okay. I have a lot of posted and to-dos, but what am I doing? Is it the meaningful mm -hmm. thing to get my uh, out of Canada the proper done? Because what is the definition of done? Do you have that concept on 90 Day Scrums? You, oh, okay. Good question. It's actually part of the worksheet for goals. 
for okay. the 90 day goals. Yeah. So I'm asking people, I don't, I'm not using the defini- uh, definition of done, DOD, but I'm okay. using another, um, another what is word. What is I think I'm just asking people, um, you know, when will you consider that you have completed, achieved your oh. goal, something like that? And they have to answer that question to make their acceptance of it? Sort of. Yes. It's a, way to, it's a way to know exactly when the goal is achieved, is attained. Oh, there's a, there's a time factor into it, the when. And the when, when should, it be, should it be at the, at the end of the 12 week or any time in the cycle of an early day? Or is it a specific task or is the goal goal? The no, direction? no, because at the beginning, people have to set a goal for the 90 days. Okay. And then I continue every week, you know, they have mini goals that they have to set as well. I'm looking for the page, but uh, yeah. Oh, it's already 12.43? Okay. I'll just try to... Oh, okay, don't worry. Okay. I mean, okay. like, it's, it's an open mic. Okay. Um, and I already want my client that uh, will be late at the one fifteen meeting, so don't worry about it. So just, okay. that's good. So I'm assuming that we are in a direction now, the goal, because we talk about goal Yeah, setting. goal. You're, you're, you're correct. Excellent. Exactly. So now, <laughs> another pitfall that we have to be careful with is not asking the proper questions before we set a goal. Because, you know, like, before we sign up for a training course, membership, we buy a book, uh, take an online course, we have to ask ourselves, is this aligned with my five-year plan? How is this going to add value to my life or the life of other people? Uh, One question that I like from Ender Erickson is, what particular aspect of your performance do you want to improve? This one is very specific. And just a few, few minutes ago, you were talking about Gary Keller. And mm-hmm. Gary, Gary Keller in his book, The One Thing, says, that's one question you can ask is, what is the one thing that I can do this month to produce better work? Yeah. And I don't know if it, it was him also in his book that he said, like, stop doing list." Was it in that book or it was another, it was uh, a Bri- Brianna Conan that I read something like, stop mm-hmm. putting post-it everywhere on your fridge. Stop putting a wall of things because you're going to mm-hmm. be lost and overwhelmed in a list of things to do. You should know what you want to achieve today, this right. week, this month. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it was in one thing book or the book of Mrs. Conan about changing anything and someone maybe in the chat is helping us right now. I don't know. It's just someone who said he's love it. So we love you too. And we, Gabriel, we were glad that you love it. Excellent. So, Great. so it was an answer, but anyone can help us in the, in the chat from LinkedIn and, and YouTube on this live Friday uh, stream. So uh, anyway, so, so what do you think about this uh, one thing to achieve in, in a certain time besides, um, Besides making a list. So maybe that was my mistake. And my goal setting, I mean, direction settings. I misunderstood that it was for only one thing. Things. Five things. You're raising a good point because I'm in the process of writing an instruction guide to help people use the planner properly. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, there's nothing wrong, you know. If you feel that yeah. you want to brainstorm, there's a space for that was not a customer feedback to the okay. master of this. It was, I'm accusing me of mm-hmm. misunderstanding it. It's, 
even like, of course, if you have a little guide, or, that's okay. But I, at the same time, mm-hmm. I was responsible to, because you have enough information to make us understand because you, you, you're not talking about it's affirmation and visualization. Yeah. And then after that, we should take those to refine our direction and the goal. Exactly. So the vision, the vision thing, the compass thing should be one thing. I think from my experience, I don't know if others in the, in the comment section, they, they have other experience because it's always a question of perspective. Oh, a little bit. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. You're still there. I saw it too, but no problem. We're okay. on the green. Okay. Great. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay. And so for the goal setting exercise, I included a worksheet in the planner. I also mm-hmm. included a section where people can uh, specify a metric that they'll use to track the behavior that's going to help them achieve their goal. Because one of the things that they don't teach very well in the uh, maybe self-help space is how to choose the difference between leading metrics and lagging metrics, where you know the leading metrics has more influence on the results you'll get as opposed to the lagging metric that happens after. But it could be more easy on a personal mm-hmm. approach because we are with ourselves. When you you're are right. with a team, you interact with the decision rights. So sometimes the goal setting or the direction setting come from mm-hmm. the vision of maybe the business owner or the creator of the product. So that could be here like more easier for personal development mm-hmm. because the only responsible is us. because you know, responsibility at some point and team and organization are not shared responsibility and you need that decision rights or the clarity of authorization or delegation to mm-hmm. other to make this refinement of a direction because we call it yourself a direction. So direction from within in our personal achievement, I think it's more easy in the sense that I have a conversation with myself, with my inner self. Okay. But when you start interacting with a team of nine, with a board of director, with a business owner, if she's Mm -hmm. telling us, no, 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 my services should do this. Here's Mm -hmm. our, now how does she is as a business owner able to give clarity of authorization for maybe a specific team to work on a specific feature. I know a lot of people, because there's a big debate right now and the scrum all about feature-based and component-based of application for the product. So okay. as you I just want to make it like for educational purpose and the difference. So for me, I think it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's your idea is better but it's really adapted to a personal Scrum perspective or a personal... Yeah, exactly. It's a derivative of Scrum. Yeah, So exactly. you're correct, yeah. I, like yeah. I like it because you understand so much. Uh, I told you, you're better than a lot of Scrum masters that I'm teaching. Oh, <laughs> thank you. And, the, and, the, uh, and this kind of understanding of this very important circular power of, of the feedback loop. That okay. is, it's missing in most of the teams, especially here in Canada. And this uh-huh. is what people the Scrum Beer were saying yesterday. We, we had business people and developers yesterday at the Scrum Beer having this exact argument about vision setting, goal setting, acceptance uh-huh. criteria. 
and that decision rights that mm-hmm. it's energy and scrum the decision rights that's what we talk about self-organizing team i'm hiring sabine because sabine has skills and power and she's good for that so i should stop telling her what to do and that's the, the problem we have right position so. Anyway, so at a personal level, if we have that problem, I will say, like, uh, take a deep breath and reflect on yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm digressing. No, 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 it's okay. So we'll go to point number four. I'll try to go a little bit fast because I see that we have 10 minutes. Oh, uh, yeah, we have 10 to 15 okay. minutes, please. Okay. So the stage. What is the stage? <laughs> okay, so the stage, okay, so this is a twist that I added in 90 Days Scrum. Um, I find that this, this part here is a pitfall for a lot of people because when we set a goal, we often fail to prepare our environment. Um, there's a quote from T.D. Jakes that I like. He says that challenge yourself to design an environment that is conducive to where you're going. Oh, so create your own space. It means, yeah, so you have to look at your environment everything you need in your environment to function. And for me, the environment is a bit like the ecosystem. You know, that I know that this term was overused, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's very appropriate in this context here yeah. because the environment has multiple dimension. It means, again, getting a coach, mentor, or a teacher. Uh, it means designing routines, ritual, or habits that are going to support your goals. And finally, joining a group. So this is another thing that I found over and over again in my research is that it's good to be part of a group who are sharing similar goals. I don't want to sound kumbaya, but, um, <laughs> you know, that support system is instrumental. I'm sure Davina will like you once, one of my followers. She's really okay. into kumbaya, so she... You're okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we want to move on to backlog. The backlog. Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> so the backlog. That's the list. That's the post-it. Oh no. What's going yeah. on? Action items. Do I making? Is it? The, and I love your your scrum board. It's doing. Yes, we are doing things. Anyways, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm excited okay. with backlog. It's such a, a divergent subject in the agile community right now. But I have to tell you some. I have to tell you something. Uh, some of the, I had my friends look at this. And they mm-hmm. told me that backlog, they're not, it doesn't speak to them. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, in the next version, I'm going to change, I change it to project task list. I know that some people in the Scrum world are going to cringe. Like, I'm like, we don't want to hear yeah, that. But with, but, with, yeah. with Mike Beadle and Jen Jorgensen and, mm-hmm. and, and the folks over at Enterprise Scrum for Business Agility, we, we simply call it a value list. Value list, okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, and every item is a VLE. V. And, okay. and V, it's the kind of a yes to yourself and Sanskrit, V. Ah, okay. Value okay. list item oh, okay. for your value list. And mm-hmm. always propose a value for anything that you do. So it's a suggestion, maybe, if you. Okay, I'll think about it. Okay. Yeah, so, anyways, okay. because, um, and uh, I remember someone from the Netherlands mm-hmm. at some point. Uh, Mm-hmm. She was a great, she was a great, great scrum master, scrum coach, even though. And they came up with uh, only list. Give me a list and let's mm-hmm. 
concentrate on the value of doing it and making it done. Ah, okay. So they were like very generic name. And we're going to have to, this fall, I tried to assemble a group of people for a roundtable talking about the power of words. So Yes, I believe that. it, yes. Yeah, because absolutely. Uh, be, uh, outside yeah. of that now too, but it's just like, really the power of words and like, yeah. uh, like Virginia Conan, I love her when she says, because mm-hmm. you love quotes, let's, let me try to have a quote by heart now. She said like, change one word in your phrase and you change everything. Ah, yeah. yeah. So the intent, it's all about the agency of the intent. So anyway, back like, you're going to change the name for another type of list? You said yeah, project, project test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the backlog here in the context of personal development is a list of courses, skills that people have to take or want mm-hmm. to take, I should say. Yeah, going back to your reskilling objective of mm-hmm. any people that will have, unfortunately, no choice. It's going back to Steve Denning, article mm-hmm. in Forbes, when he says like, to organization and people, if you're not agile in the real sense of the adjective mm-hmm. of being agile, we aren't talking about the agile, the software development, blah, blah, blah. No, if you are not agile as an organization, as a community, or as a person, you won't survive past 2030. That's what he wore in April oh, 2020. Wow. Steve Denning is a higher consultant. He is one of the father of business agility, by the way. So, um, and uh, he's, uh, he's the founder of Radical Management. Okay. He says we need to have always, we are not reacting to shock, we are creating the shock for ourselves. Ah. So that's the real power of Agile, of Agile in terms of flexibility, not adaptation, but being flexible for ourselves. Anyways, so because you, know, you, you really inspire me to, to go back to those kind of, other talks okay. here. I'm sorry about so. So if we go back to the action items. No, it's okay. It was interesting what you just said. And yeah. I was actually, I want to, I'm going to try to remember, remember that because uh, it's another, another motivation, another reason why, you know, to, yeah. to go for more skills and learn more. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I was saying is that the backlog, you know, for, for someone who's building a professional development plan would be to put their courses and of course, apply some of these concepts where they put the most important course that they have to take at the top of the list. And also um, try to size, you know, for the try to size how much time will be required for the first few courses that they'll take. Because so, yeah. Is the, is the schedule and part of your eight reasons? Um, yeah, actually it was a good segue, right, to time management because we human have the habit to chronically underestimate how much time something will take. Mm-hmm. And another challenge that people have with, you know, uh, developing their career is the lack of time. And we're all in the same boat. I include myself in it. But the thing is that we're at a point where we have no choice. We have to find a way to carve out some time out of that 160 hours we get every week. Well, let me ask you, you said we have no choice. Is that true yeah. or it's another illusion that we set to ourselves? Because, of course, mm-hmm. the article I talked about, Steve Denning mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, only the agile will survive the new economy. And the... 
Yeah, it's a wake-up call. I can understand that the, the sense of urgency, the agency of urgency. But but at the same time, I see a, a, a split happening in society. Okay. Uh, for those who want to be into these, uh, into that new economy, whatever form it will take, uh, will necessitate the reskilling. But you know, I spend a lot of time in the emerging countries, and okay. when I go, when I go in Indonesia, when I go in Africa, when I go in South America, what I realize is our discussion about the reskilling, for instance, or about okay. the finding of a, of a, it's it's very a luxury. For only about twenty percent of the human, oh, it's a in. luxury. It's considered a luxury. Okay. It's considered, yeah, because a lot of people mm -hmm. think, why is that the people in Brazil, for instance, or people in Colombia, and people yeah. in Nigeria are more and more entrepreneur? It's because they just understand that they have to take care of, of their own, and okay. they have just to to eat mm -hmm. and to have a, a shelter. So it's not the same kind of. So that's why when people talk about smart city or great reset or uh, reorganizing the way that we're going to exchange money and mm -hmm. stuff, for them, it's, it's careless because they have other priority in their own development. So okay. it's elitist at some point, like everything that we talk and and don't get me no, wrong, you, I, mm -hmm. I'm part of it too because I'm a Nordic. But uh, I realized that when I when actually been challenged by those great people, those people who have said that, yeah, we use Scrum or mm -hmm. we use apps for another means. And for us, it's not because we want to actually becoming you because they see the Northwest countries, the OCD okay. countries as a failure, especially since oh. the pandemic. We had failed okay. ourselves and mm -hmm. we are not the model anymore for Africa, for South America and everything. They have okay. their own model. And that's why I'm telling you, watch Nigeria, especially the most populated country of Africa. Watch them. Brazil, a lot of part of India. Right. And but me, what I was saying, what I was making reference to is more the, you know, working professional. Yeah. It's yeah. Not, you know, I'm, refer I'm making reference to a particular group of people. And I, I know that this is yeah, not a good thing. Working professional will yeah. need reskilling or, as you mentioned, no choice to change. Because mm -hmm. of this mindset and this right. environment, we are here in the OCDE country and the country right. of Europe and North America. And, 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 uh, and I bet you if you come with me in the Tulum lab and talk with those entrepreneurs, they will say like, oh, this, this is a great path. I love it. Mm -hmm. But uh, we don't have the same environment or vision or the same needs to pursue. And it's not because of the reskilling, because we are creating our skills. We are building our choice. And they okay. see us as having an illusion of choice and pose. And let's go back to what Mezik and the gang said in, in March okay. in this very podcast. We are in the age of imposition, politically, sociologically, and also into the workforce and to the personal development. It's their real agile, my dear. I don't want okay. to make you sad, but I mean, it's... Okay, it's, no, no, it's okay. I mean, I, I don't, uh, I'm not looking for everybody to agree with me, but do you think that some of these countries, if uh, these people had access to more education or training, do you think they would be better in a better situation? They already do this their mm -hmm. own way. So that's that's what I said. Like, okay. our model okay. fail. They failed them. Now, in their case, sometimes they have a choice of a more oriental 
mm-hmm. type of approach. So we are entering, this, this is the good news, we are entering the okay. multipolar world of that, that, a real diversity of, of ways of, of doing this. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but, um, okay. Yeah. But, uh, but, but you're right. You're, you're right on point. So what you created should help the people of our environment to adapt. But it's when you say, oh, we don't have choice. Really? I know a lot of people that moving south right now. Okay. Because they don't want to be forced that choice of risk killing according to this think tank of the WEF or any other institution here in Canada or United States. But what about the worker who has to stay in their exactly. job? Exactly. But what, what, how do you feel about the worker who has to, who's here, who doesn't have the option to move out? Actually, that's that's my that's my my kind of perspective that okay. I disagree with you. Everybody mm-hmm. has a choice to do something. Even a family with a little toddler, they could move out if they if the value of a such environment on your point number five uh, number for the stage, mm-hmm. you have to build a stage. And You're if right. the stage is not the the right environment and the right space with the right coach or the right director. You better go being cast, having another casting somewhere else, and this is what I'm seeing. Uh, right now. Finding another tribe, finding another team. Finding exactly, it's all about else. the clan. Right. It's all about the clan. You're right. So even on an individual level, if and mm-hmm. I met uh, and I met this uh, French Canadian who moved out in uh, in the Yucatan because um, the stage of Quebec was not fulfilling for her, and in terms of pivoting and rescaling. And she kind of did some things according to your uh, eight reason, okay. her own way. And for the probably that when she arrived at number four, creating a stage, she said, "Like my stage is no more Montreal." Ah, uh, okay, got it. So, and the coach she had, she's also an American woman that helped her exactly when you described that you need a mentor, and that right. mentor she, she's also. Someone who, who, who exit California to go live in Mexico. So we see a lot of, and some of my clients move from New York to Florida for different reasons, but it's all about your point, your reason number four, I think, and also having the right people okay. helping you achieving it, the network that you need to achieve it. So, so it's, it's not, it's nothing wrong or right about it, but I think when you say we don't have choice, we'll be forced to do this. I think. That we always have a choice to conform into the reality where we are and 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 the West world, or to mm-hmm. go into the East world with another perspective, well, or to go okay. south. So that's what I'm saying. But great okay. point. Okay, excellent. Um, so the next one is well, time management. So I covered uh, some of the key points, but essentially what I wanted to say here is that um, the intent here is to show people how to use the sprint planning and the daily scrum exercise to build a schedule that's going to help them achieve their goal. Yeah, like uh, Tony Robbins used to say, it's my favorite mm-hmm. short quote, schedule it and do it, right? Right, kind exactly. Of All right. And this is why you could transform your life in 12 weeks with 90dayscrum.com. So the next point is review. Review. Yes, the sprint reviews. The week, yeah, so I named it weekly reviews, but the, I'm making reference to these sprint reviews. And I love, interesting. I love them. It's it's probably yeah. the thing that I follow the most in your book. Uh, 
Awesome. Yeah, coach. I'm sorry, coach. I'm not good. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, J.W. Wilson, the author of uh, Cracking the Learning Code, said mm-hmm. that the whole education system is based on the concept that passing a test demonstrates what we've learned. Yeah, or what we've been feeding. So, yeah, exactly. But so it's a fallacy to think that, you know, just taking one test, yeah. uh, passing the test, that we that it's a measure of our ability. Yeah. And again, you know, I'm coming back again to the metrics here because I think that depending on, on what the person decided to study, they'll have to select the right ma- metrics. So someone could measure the number of hours they're studying, uh, I don't know, flashcard or quizzes that they take in order to have a good grade on the final exam. Yeah. So, uh, and I forgot to mention that this was one of the pitfalls that we have to look out for whenever we are designing a career plan for ourselves, not tracking our progress properly. Because tracking our progress, it helps us stay focused on the goal. It's a tangible indication of how we are performing. And it's also uh, a good, it's a process that feeds the next step, the retrospective. Which yeah. is the last point. And if I may, on the weekly review uh, on Matrix, yeah. because I'm doing it sure. for a while, but I got a little, my weekly book myself. Mm-hmm. It's just a journal of things, so I could have an alibi. But I, I'm having Matrix of how many, if I set myself a goal for workouts and I just did three, right. I will think that my walk between my office and the restaurant was a workout. No, it's not a workout. So yeah, we have to be honest to ourselves. We yes, set a, exactly. we set a, a kind of a matrix, a tangible matrix of things. And I, I used to coach people for the marathon uh, of the leukemia. And the girls were uh, were measuring their weight. And, of course, uh, they were measuring it. And the fact that wh- wherever you put your feet on the, on, on, the, on the scale, it could be a difference of three to five pounds. And so they were putting their feet too too out of it. So they were not calculating the right matrix to, to anyway. So that's, <laughs> okay. we have to be honest also. Matrix is one thing, but mm-hmm. to be objective, it's to really, you know, respect this quality of what it is that we set as a goal. I'm assuming. I'm sorry. I had to add it because it was, yes. it was funny. So. The retrospective, the final yeah. point. So here, um, I saw a quote somewhere and I wasn't able to find the name of the person, but it's someone in that agile space who said that if you don't do anything in Scrum, do at least the retrospective. That's how, that's how he felt that, you know, the retrospective was powerful. But the reflection is another aspect that comes back often and often in the research that I did. Um, James Clear from Atomic Abbott says that the lack of self-awareness is poison. Reflection and review is the antidote. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, actually, that's from you. If you don't so, have this power mm-hmm. of inspecting your action and your promise to yourself, if we talk about personal things. So, so because, you know, retrospective, the problem right now is Maybe mm-hmm. in the Scrum system, it's the one thing you should absolutely do. Well, actually, the four main events in Scrum, you know, when we talk about planning, mm-hmm. a daily checkup, but it's not a daily checkup. It's a coordination of what you promised to yourself at right. the beginning of the cycle. Yeah. 
And the retrospective should be about mostly, of course, in Scrum, it's about the process because the review is about the product or what you're trying to achieve. So, and um, I think all of the four are very important. If it's been doing with intention and, and great pattern of learning something from each other in a team. At a personal level, I agree that it's only a conversation with yourself and with your goal and maybe with a coach that help you or the network that give you some ideas. But, but the retrospective is at some point, you know what we teach right now as a scrum coach, mm-hmm. if, if, especially if they have a very short cycle of one week of production, there's no need to repeat it if there's nothing, right. to, say, nothing to inspect and adapt on the process. It's maybe more meaningful to have the review of what we achieve and the development of the product or the, the goal itself. See what I mean? But maybe yeah. Yeah. because of the, I have to mm-hmm. get back to the personal scrum or the, the retrospective on a personal level. But as you mentioned, the code of someone in the Agile war, I think it was wrong because probably the most important okay. thing is the goal setting. And the reflection and adapt should come naturally if you have right. something to reflect and adapt according to your cycle. So the retrospective is the well, first thing that we removed from the Scrum cycle right now. I think it's still important because, and this is where it's going to sound a little bit woo, like uh, some of the coach, like, like life coach, they recommend for people to do like a mental cleansing whenever, mm-hmm. they, whenever they have roadblocks. Uh, when I, whenever they have limit, limiting belief, you know. And what's interesting about the retrospective is that you have those guiding questions that can help someone remove mental roadblock. I think the process can be amplified, especially if it's done with the help of a, an experienced coach, a yeah. person, and really unblocked uh, someone and help them propel them forward. Yeah. So... Oh, but and, then again, then again, and in the real agility, even personal level, you don't wait to your Friday 2 p.m. to do this. You should do it on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely. And, you, and it's funny that you say that because in the planner, I did include it at the bottom. You know, like there's a section where people, they do like a mini yeah. uh, daily review every day. It's, well, you know, this one is the uh, most recent version. I, I got you. That's why they have yeah. to go to... This uh, 90dayscrum.com, and they could find the, the way to, to, to get it on Amazon because it's an yes. Amazon thing. Yeah. I think I'm going to probably purchase another one myself too. Do you have one with the orange cover for me? Just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. So this is it, um, Alexandre. So this was an overview of the uh, eight steps and how uh, and why I believe that this uh, would be helpful for someone who's looking to build an individualized uh, learning plan and grow their career. Absolutely. And um, as I said, I'm using also mine for different mm-hmm. things. So that's why I'm, I think I need five of your book to be focused and very dedicated to each of those vision and goal instead of putting everything into one of your book because uh, there's many things that we'd like to achieve or... Um, and, and maybe maybe you'll develop some kind of a virtual one. I yes, yeah, it's the next yeah. step. <laughs> and then you could you you could like have a subscription, just an idea like this, like because yeah. of course, 
if 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 they get a software to do this, which means that you could just like do it, it could be a subscription because you're gonna do the Scrum way, improving it as long as your research and the feedback right. that you receive from probably your uh, your actual customer about it. I don't know. Uh, because we talk about retrospective and, and review, but for you too, as the creator of the 90 day scrum um, a book, what's that? Yeah, me, I've, I have my daily study nuts, but now the title is. It's um, the, the weekly and daily planner habit tracker and journal. I love it. Yeah. Oh, but we have it here. Yeah, we have it here, but smaller. Okay, okay, right. So that's why. But anyways, that I think it's a great thing. Uh, I loved it. Uh, it's it was helping me having more structure and engagement to myself. Oh, Let me great. Tell you the feedback. And uh, and you. so and again, it, it, it was not for me. There was something missing. It was me not being really sure how I could like use it. And the way I've uh. kind of a free spirit. As, mm-hmm. I was actually retranscripted into my personal book. It's not a book. It's just like uh, mm-hmm. uh, tapping things. And I do my planning every uh, f- Friday because my week starts on Saturday in my case. Uh, okay. because, you know, as an entrepreneur, we don't have day off. We have day off right. or time off whenever we want to. And we work whenever our client needs us and so on. So, so that's in terms of the planner beside. But this helped me having a clear goal. In a clear vision of what I'm trying to achieve. Awesome. Which my weekly thing is not, it's everything. It's my meeting, my podcast, my whatever. It's, yeah, it's the list of one thing. <laughs> so, Sabine, I was very pleased to have you at the Dare Real Agile podcast. Thank you. So, again, everyone, um, uh, please comment below if you are in the desire of pivoting yourself about your career or anything actually what is your dream what is your desire to be a better person or i should say a better version of yourself yes uh, because you're not becoming a better person because i'm assuming that we're all good and we are doing bad things sometimes bad habits how to transform the bad habits into better habits that's my kind of message and um so thank you so much. And I would like to remember everyone well, on that, you know, my, my jingle I do at the end of the show. And please stay there after I, I put the, the generic. Um, I'd like to tell you people, remember that you are a beautiful person. You are a powerful person and you are free to be whoever you want it to be and to do whatever you want it to do in mutual respect of one another. Thank you. Have an amazing weekend and see you next week for another Friday Life Agile. Cheers.